Hi, I'm Kate. In this episode of The Vibe, we're going to be talking to staff from our Student Library Services Department about the type of support that's available to students. And we're also going to be talking to um, a range of students who are currently studying at Teesside University about the services that they've accessed. I'm next joined by Yvonne, who is from our Library and Learning Hub team. Hello, Yvonne. Hi. Thank you very much for joining us today. Um, so you're just going to be um, going through kind of what services our our team offers here. So um, well, should we start with the library? Okay. okay. So the library is open 24-7, 365 days a year. So wherever you like to study, whatever time of day, it's available. Um, and we have different study environments. So there's group social learning, there's quiet study and there's silent study as well. And we also provide a space for postgraduates um, as well. We've got hundreds of thousands of books, um, electronic books, journals, conference papers, specialist databases of information such as health reviews, specialist company information, finance information for all the different subjects that are studied at the university. So they're all available. The print books obviously in the library and everything else is available electronically. Um, the librarians also work with the schools to provide everything that's on the students' reading lists for each module to make sure we've got copies of whatever it is that they're being asked to look at for each module. And we have a, a specialist team of librarians who work with each school in the university. So they work with them on, like I said, providing the materials that they need for the courses. They will go in and they'll do teaching. Um, on the different resources, on referencing, how to use reference management software. Um, and we also have a research librarian and his team, and they work specifically with any staff or students who are anywhere in that research process on how to do the research, find the information, um, how to publish the information, how, that kind of thing. We also have specialist support for any students with um, any disabilities or specific learning difficulties such as dyslexia. So there's um, specialist software that they can use, sort of height adjustable tables in the library. They may get longer loans and things like that if you have something like dyslexia. So there's lots of sort of general support that's out there. The librarians also do one-to-one um, -one tutorials as well as um, the sort of the, the general teaching so students can make appointments with them for help with finding information so literature searching and also with referencing as well and they're usually available either face to face or via teams they also work with the learning hub so i'm part of the learning hub on providing um, a suite of workshops uh, called succeed at tees and they cover all sorts of things to do with finding information referencing types of writing, so reflective writing, um, critical writing, structuring assignments, writing reports, case studies, preparing for dissertations. So there's loads of workshops that, that we run as a, as a bigger team and they're available. Some are face-to-face, -face, some are online. We record them all as well so people, if they can't make them, can watch, um, watch them or listen to them. And that is all part of our Learning Hub, part of the library website. So we have skills guides on loads of different things. So there's online tutorials, recordings of workshops, help sheets, um, little videos. There's all sorts of things there. So if you want to know how to, where to put an apostrophe, there's something on that. If you want to know how to write a case study, there's something on that. So 
trying to cover everything that students might need to know is that step, that difference between studying at college or haven't studied for a very long time and what's expected at university. I imagine they're quite pop popular. Are they? they are, yes. Yeah. Yes, we've been running them a long time. They're very popular. Yeah. 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 Um, you'd mentioned um, earlier on about that you go into lessons. So is that kind of the academic lessons? Um, so you would go into lectures and you would go into seminars and you would talk to students about how to access the various services yeah. available. Yeah, so the librarians will go in they'll, um, into different modules, talk about how to access those resources, like I said, referencing. They'll also, on behalf of the Learning Hub, do some of the information on essay writing, writing reports, that kind of thing as well. Okay. So that's all in discussion with the lecturers. So they try to do it when the students might need to know that kind of information. So, and then you were saying that there's um, academic librarians aligned to each academic skill. Yes. So, does that mean that students would get to know who their ac academic librarians were? And yeah, they yeah. should do, yes, because they'll see them when they do inductions, they'll see them when they're running sessions, and then obviously they'll, if they're making one-to-one -one appointments, it would be with a librarian for their school normally. So, sometimes people might see someone quite often, so they get to know who they are, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's great because I suppose they get to know them then don't they feel more confident yes. coming in and using yeah. those different services. Definitely. That's yeah. great. Um, so you mentioned that obviously we've got the um, academic skills workshops around referencing and things like that but we've also got it online. So can anyone access the online resources that are available? Yes they can access anything from the Learning Hub website so they can watch recordings of videos, the online tutorials and that kind of thing. They wouldn't get access to the electronic books, journal articles and databases because the licences means it's only our students and staff that can access them. But obviously once they came they would get access to that. But if people are thinking about coming to university, want to know a bit more about what's expected, they can go onto that Learning Hub section of the library website and, and have a look and find out what studying and writing and finding information and referencing is like at university. Also as part of the Learning Hub we run a couple of um, smaller schemes, so there's something called PASS peer-assisted study sessions. So that's where students from higher years run study groups um, with students in lower years. And it's not available through the whole university, but we're gradually expanding it. And it's just another way for students to get support in a way that they might want it if they don't want to see a member of staff or they don't want to go to a workshop, that they can, they can go along and talk to another student about what it was like to be in first year or something like that because there's always those questions that they don't want to ask yeah. a member of staff that they will ask another student and we also run a, a small um, buddying scheme for students in accommodation to help them get settled into university as well because uh, often our students in accommodation are international students and it's just getting them used to being here in this country it might be as basic as here are where the local shops are, here's where you can go and buy a, some pans, that kind of thing, um, to find a way around campus. And we're hoping to expand that scheme to other students in other parts of the university as well. Yeah, that's brilliant. So there's a lot there really for, isn't it, to, a lot for students to access, a lot of services, a lot of support available. Like you saying, that, that, that first year where they might not be familiar with you know, how to reference at an academic level or how to quote sources or use them appropriately. It's really important that they come and access Yeah, those there's services. loads of things out there. And like we said, we try and do it in different ways that it'll appeal to different people because we know not everybody wants to come and sit in a workshop, for example, and that they can't as well. Um, so, for example, in the Learning Hub with our one-to-one -one tutorials, we offer them face-to-face, -face, we offer them via Teams, and we also offer them via email because what we often find is students who are out on placement 
are still writing assignments, they can't get in because they're working during the day. So we'll offer email support as well. So it's trying to get the support where students need it. Brilliant, thank you very much. Thank you. So I'm joined today by Paula from our welfare and advice team. Hi, Paula. Hi. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Okay. So we're just going to ask a couple of questions um, about your department. So yep. that's the welfare and advice team. So what type of services can students access within, within your department? In our team, we, we offer finance advice. That's for prospective students and current students on things like um, their funding entitlement, any issues that they might have um, around that. Um, that's for SFE and NHS students. We also do... Um, Is SFE Student Finance S Student Finance England, yeah, that's yeah. right. And NHS students doing health courses. We also offer help with interruptions, um, issues around any kinds of advice that they might need, any problems. We do a drop-in service and appointments by telephone teams or in person. We also offer the Student Support Fund for students having any financial issues that they may have throughout the course and um, delayed funding loans. Say, for example, they apply late or there's any, any interruption, any issues with the, their entitlement to, to the student loan. Um, and all of those services are available on Black Bullion, which is a financial tool that the university has joined up with. Um, Blackbullion.com, which we are currently promoting for, they give advice on things like budgeting, savings, investments, lots of things for whilst being a student and for the future, mainly what we do. And, and our welfare advisors offer help with them. Um, around issues that people have, well-being issues, um, anything really that, that they can approach our team for help with, anything that's, that's bothering people or if they have any more serious issues such as domestic violence, um, victims of crime, things like that. And, and they can so come to our team. Kind of support yeah. And, and advice. Yeah. Um, you mentioned um, about potential students having access yeah. to your services. So is that for students who maybe aren't sure about what they're entitled to in terms of maintenance loans and things like that? Yeah. We have a presence at the open days, which are always very busy for our teams. Um, so the open days take place several times a year, as you probably know. So we offer help there and we, we advise students that we they can come and see us in appointments, they can have telephone appointments and where we go through everything um, to do with, because different people's enti entitlements differ, um, depending on whether it's an 18 year old single student or we've got a lot of older students, have children, families, partners. Um, yeah, so we just look at what, and estranged students as well. So we just look at what, um, what people's entitlements are Okay, and they can come into the university and access that service? They can, yes. Okay. Yeah, and do they right. need to bring anything with them? Do they need to bring any documentation or anything that shows household income or anything like that? Um, prospective students don't, no. We just um, initially go by what they are telling us and then um, what we can do is they can make, we can advise them on making applications to Student Finance England and the NHS uh, grants service. And then with any... Usually things are pretty straightforward for most students, but some do experience problems and hitches throughout, which we can assist with. Um, and in that case, what we can do is we can speak to student finance on their behalf, for example, if, if, there, are anyth if there is anything that needs to be looked at further. 
with consent, we can contact Student Finance England for, for, for our students. That's great. That's really helpful. I imagine that's quite a popular service, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Um, yeah, we dro- we offer a drop-in service every every afternoon, um, and we also have we have four finance advisors offering appointments daily. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, you mentioned there black bullion. So mm-hmm. um, this is um, an, something that you said is for current students who are already studying at the university. Yeah. So is that something that they download? Is it a website? Is it an app? Actually, it's separate. There's a there's a service for students before they become a student but once they are here they can enroll on Black Bullion um, and they can register and Black Bullion recognises them as a Teesside University student so what it does is as well as the um, the the applications such as the, the budgeting tools and things like that um, it also gives information around scholarships university scholarships as, as I've mentioned the delayed funding loan the student support fund and it's kind of an additional source of information for them. To um, sum up, I guess, a little bit, Paula, mm-hmm. say um, I'm a current student, I'm at the university, mm-hmm. um, some funding that I've been, been expecting to come through hasn't come through, or I'm experiencing mm-hmm. some um, financial difficulties, what do I need to do? Right, well, initially you can contact uh, the Student Life Reception, so you can phone them or... Um, you can call in or you can email. So the email is studentlife@tees.ac.uk, or you can telephone them on 01602342277, and you can make an appointment to see one of the advisors, or you can access the drop-in service. Um, so you can have a in-person appointment, or you can have an appointment on Teams or by telephone. So you don't necessarily have to come in onto campus if you don't need to. Um, and what we will do is. We'll have that initial chat and then if we need to progress things further or if anyone needs to be signposted, if you need to be signposted elsewhere or um, if we need to bring another service, sometimes issues will come up in a finance appointment that aren't necessarily student finance related, for example, a welfare issue or a, a mental health matter, in which case we will engage with the relevant other advisors. Okay. to move things forward and resolve the the situation. Okay, that's great. So lots of ways to, to get in touch there. So yeah. make an initial contact, student life building, come in, get an appointment. Yeah. That's all. Great, that's great. That's been really helpful. Thank you, Paula. Okay, thank you. I'm now joined by Beth, and Beth is a counsellor within our counselling services. Hiya, Beth. Hi. Thank you for joining me today. Um, so can you just give a little bit of information on your team, what you do, what your team does? Yeah, absolutely. So we provide a counselling service and that is, um, we do many things within the counselling service, but we provide one-to-one support. Um, we also support shops. Yes. So what, what are those? What, what do they involve? Well, we've developed a kind of whole series of workshops that support mental health. Uh, I currently run one that is based on anxiety. Um, it's not about kind of um, helping people to get rid of anxiety, but it's, it's more about helping people understand their anxiety and um, understanding how to work with it. Uh, we're running, we're developing a whole program of workshops over this year. We already run a sleep workshop um, and that's for people who are struggling with their sleep. We're developing workshops. Uh, we're doing an anger and rage one. We're going to be doing healthy relationships one. We're doing an emotions one. There's a whole kind of host of of different kind of workshops that the team 
the counselling team, but also working collaboratively with the mental health team um, and the uh, the wellbeing team um, in terms of fitness and nutrition and health. We're, we're developing a whole range that encompass a whole host of different issues. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's like a really holistic approach, isn't it? To, to Absolutely, to and and it's about it's about people being kind of able to take responsibility for their own well-being as well. You know, they might not necessarily need counselling, but they do feel like they're struggling. So it's about people being able to book on whatever they want to book on um, and supporting their own their own kind of learning journey. So you mentioned there about um, opportunities for one-to-one -one appointments. Yes. So how would students access them? So students would contact the service um, either through the inquiry management system, through the Student Life Building, um, or they can access uh, counselling directly through us, um, through the counselling at T's uh, inbox. Or um, sometimes students are referred, they're either referred by the tutors, they're referred by the mental health team. Um, you know, sometimes issues kind of emerge through academic work. We get a lot of uh, School of Health students, for example, that are triggered by things at work that, that kind of bring things up that they've perhaps not dealt with in the past that need dealing with. So we, we get, you can access counselling um, through any avenue, really. Okay, great. So EMS, is that, um, uh, is that a, an internal system? Would they just email uh, kind of student life at T's or is there another way that they would do that? Well, we have a building on the centre in the centre of the campus called the Student Life Building. The purpose of this this building is to bring all the student support functions together in one place. So we have a really, really experienced team that that front the building down down on the ground floor. And any inquiries, uh, if people aren't sure um, how to access things online, then they can come into the building, speak to one of the team at the at the entrance, and obviously they will make that referral for them the student who wants to access whichever service. I mean, that might be counselling, it might be mental health, it might be disability, whatever. Brilliant. And is, is this service open to kind of any students studying at Teesside University? Absolutely any students. What would you say to anyone who's thinking of accessing our counselling services? Um, you know, counselling is a serious business. It's therapeutic work involves you to be willing to maybe have a look at things that you haven't you've been too afraid to look at in the past. So it's really important that if you decide you want to engage with counselling, that you come with an openness to, um, to the process that's involved and a willingness um, to engage with it um, in a way that will have some kind of benefit to you, to the, to the person um, long term. You offer one-to-one -one counselling. Is mm -hmm. that always face-to-face? -face? No, uh, we offer... Uh, counselling in various different mediums. We offer online work. Some of our students are on placement up in different locations like Newcastle. So um, we offer video counselling. We offer email counselling, which is very powerful. Uh, we offer audio counselling and we also offer live chat counselling as well. Okay, that's great. Yeah, because I suppose students sometimes might be put off about accessing this type of service because they think, oh, well, I've got to go in and I've got to see them and I've got to be on campus. So that's not actually the case then, is it at all? No, oh, and some people have kind of childcare responsibilities. Some people, um, you know, for whatever, learning disabilities or, you know, they might have, um, you know, any kind of disability. Um, they might have anxiety issues, social anxiety issues and feel very, really uncomfortable 
being in a room with somebody. We work with quite a lot of um, autistic students who find it very, very difficult being in a room with somebody. So yeah, it supports everybody, actually. Okay, that's been brilliant. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Next, I'm joined by Demi. Hi, Demi. Hi, you're all right. Yes, thank you. Demi is a mental health advisor within our disability services team. Um, can you just talk a little bit about your role within that team, Demi, and about the types of services that that team offers? Yeah, so as the mental health advisor, um, we offer support to students who may be experiencing difficulties with the mental health. Um, we offer appointments for students, so what we call a student support initial assessment. Um, any student can access that if they feel like they just want to discuss mental health or if anything's changed with them that they might need to speak to someone about. Um, they just book it at the student life and they come in, speak to us and we kind of look at what services might be available to them, whether it be kind of counselling within the university or if we continue to support them maybe for a little bit, um, getting them registered with GP, things like that. Um, and a lot of them just come basically to offload and it, we just kind of take it from there. And is there a limit to how many times a student can come or is it? A student can present as many times as they want. The service is always there. Um, a student might come in initially and maybe have a few sessions with a mental health advisor, then feel like they don't need anything. Um, but they can always kind of come back to us and we do get that sometimes, especially around kind of trickier times such as exams and things. Okay, great. Um, and then, but then if a student requires kind of additional support, we would put them in touch with the relevant services? Yeah, yeah. So we've got good connections, obviously, with the in-house counselling service. Um, we've got good connections with GPs kind of in the local area. We, li we liaise with external services. So if a student's already involved with, say, a mental health team and they've moved over to Middlesbrough, we can kind of do liaising with whoever we need to to make sure the student's getting kind of the support that they need. If, if a student's applying to university, they're working their way through the UCAS application form um, and they can indicate on their account that they, that they require additional support at university. Um, can they indicate if they've got, if they require kind of mental health support as well? Yeah, yeah, they can. Um, and I believe the university's notified. Um, obviously, the student's made aware that if they do want to notify us, it'll, it'll come to kind of the relevant service. Um, and from that, we can send out information such as registering with disability services for the mental health. So if they need that support, or just general kind of mental health support and make them aware of what's available and how they can then access it once they're at university. Okay, great. Um, is there kind of support available 24-7? So there's not necessarily 24-7 within the university itself. Um, obviously, the mental health advisors within our team work half eight till five Monday to Friday. Um, if a student was kind of needing support outside of those hours, say for instance they're on campus, they can always go and see security or in accommodation, speak to a warden, um, and they can kind of then provide them with the services that would need contact, such as the crisis team, emergency services, if you know there was an emergency and they needed to speak to someone urgently. Um, so if a student finds that they're, you know, they're worried or anxious or that they do need a little bit of additional support, how do they go about accessing these services? Yeah, so students can come into the Student Life Building themselves. Um, they can just go to reception and say that they need to speak with the mental health advisor or they want to access some um, form of support. They'll then book them into the Student Support Initial Assessment, which is when they would kind of come and have a chat with us and see what's going on. Um, or students can email Student Life at Tees and again, just kind of with a brief indication of what it is they're looking for or what they might want to talk about. Um, and again, they'll be booked into that initial assessment and from there, the support will be looked at um, and obviously referrals will be made if needed um, to make sure you know they're accessing what they need to access. 
I'm now um, joined by Stephen, and Stephen is a disability advisor with our disability services team. Hi, Stephen. Hi Thank you for uh, joining me today. So, we're just going to ask a couple of questions about your team and about mm -hmm. the services that's offered. Um, can you just elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, we're the disability services team. So, we're here to um, work with students who have a medical condition or disability that affects their studies. So um, basically what we do is meet with the student to look at the impact of their condition on their studies and then with their consent make recommendations to their school for reasonable adjustments so that um, any obstacles they face or any problems with their studies as a direct result of their disability is minimised. So that's basically what we do. Great. So how would you, how would these um, needs be identified? Would a student indicate this on their application form when they're applying to university? Yeah, um, if a student's made, made us aware that they have a disability, we will send them our disability health notification form, which is the form we use for students to register with us formally. They return that to us together with supporting medical evidence of their condition. And once we've got those, we will invite the student in to meet with us face to face to talk about the impact of their condition. So if a student obviously did this through the application process, then um, if everything went the way it should, all this support should be in place for them ready for starting, starting if, university. If they let us know early enough, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I mean, sometimes it can take a while to set up the appropriate support, depending on the kind of support. So the sooner students let us know that they need support, the better, really. Brilliant. And what type of support do we offer when you're talking about support here? There's a, there's a whole range of support, and really it's tailored to the student's needs, so there's not one size fits all, really. So typically that can involve making recommendations directly to the school um, about any adjustments to teaching, um, extra time for exams, um, adaptations to presentations, that kind of stuff. But also um, for some students they may need um, physical support with mobility, access, that kind of stuff as well. But it really depends on what the student needs. Because okay. um, I, I was talking to a student recently and they were saying that they um, are in university accommodation and um, they're in a wheelchair, mm -hmm. um, so I think they had to make some adjustments to their accommodation. Yeah. So is that something that your team facilitates? Yes, we can liaise with the accommodation as well to make sure that there are any adaptations made uh, to meet the students' needs there as well. Okay, great. Um, the other aspect of support um, and a vital aspect is that we encourage the student to apply for their disabled students' allowances, which is a fund of money provided by the government to, play, to pay for any additional support, equipment, um, that would include adaptations to accommodation, things like that. Okay, great. So if a student is, say, for example, halfway through the studies and they've had a change in circumstances and they've found that they now do need some help, mm -hmm. it's not too late to access those services? Not, not at all, no. I mean, students can apply at any point during their course. Um, and for many students, they start a course without any disability, but some students become disabled during their course. So it's um, quite feasible that then they can let us know and we can put support in place. Great. Yeah. And sorry, we mentioned there about how, so what's the best way for a student to get in touch with They can um, contact us via the Student Life at T's email address or using the Student Life portal as well. Or they can come to the reception desk downstairs in the Student Life building. Um, and all they need to do is fill in the disability health notification form, send that back to us with supporting medical evidence. If they have any problems with that or any queries or need any guidance, then they can book um, what's called a quick query appointment with an advisor. And we can guide them through the process that way. That's been really helpful. Thank you very much, Stephen. You're very welcome. I'm now with Hazel. Hiya, Hazel. Hiya. Uh, you are a wellbeing services coordinator in our lifestyle and wellbeing department. Yes, Did I, I say am. that correctly? Yes. <laughs> Great. Um, so what does your department do? 
Uh, so we're actually part of the uh, wider mental health and disability team. Um, and the student sort of lifestyle and wellbeing team, um, we basically ensure that students are healthy and well while they're here. They have opportunities to um, access services which support their health and wellbeing. Um, that could be local support services in the local area as well as services that are on campus. Um, and we create and deliver activities and services um, to help support their health and wellbeing as well. Great. So what type of activities can students get involved in? All sorts of different things. So we've got um, things like a reading group um, and we've got um, we've got creative writing group, we've got crafting group. And these are all, the, the aim of them is to be doing these activities for the benefit of their well-being. So things like reading for pleasure, that's the aim of the reading group, is more about taking them away from necessarily all their academic texts and, and encouraging people to read for pleasure rather than reading for study. Um, and the crafting group, for example, um, the idea of crafting, like a lot of activities can be around like a quite a mindful activity. So again, it's that kind of focus on a particular activity that stops you from thinking about the past or the future. And it helps to kind of helps with anxiety, can help with um, confidence and all sorts of things. And is all that delivered here at the university? It is, yeah, yeah. And we've got lots of other things that are upcoming. Um, they're actually the current activities, but we've got, um, obviously we've got the gym and all of the activities that go on in there, but we're looking at broadening some of that and bringing some of that out into the campus like yoga and pilates and mindfulness classes and um, meditation classes and that kind of thing and workshops around supporting um, people to understand how to sort of deal with things like anxiety on a day-to-day -day basis uh, so our team are actually developing a whole host of workshops at the moment great so I suppose it's nice for students to kind of it's a great way for students to meet other students who are maybe in a similar mindset and like kind of act as a bit of a support for each other as well? Absolutely. I mean, in a, in a week's time, we've actually got something called the Student Life Festival, which is basically showcasing a lot of the services that the university offers. Um, and we're focusing very much on the sort of the belonging, the well, belonging, the well-being side of things. So we have a campaign running at the moment around belonging to help students feel that sense of belonging to the community of the university, but also to the wider community as well. Um, and um, it's showcasing all of the welfare and the well-being services as well. Um, one of the things, as you mentioned there, about social activities, we're having um, a couple of coffee mornings. So students can come along and, and meet other students, have a, a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or a drink, biscuit, um, and just meet other people and, and just you know find out about the services at the same time. Great idea. Thank you very much, Hazel. No problem. Yeah.